Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Colin. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. I crushed it! <laughs> I brought two white friends. <laughs> hey, it's good to have white friends. Indeed. Hey, uh, this is episode two, three, two, one. Is that? I Cont- didn't realize that. And I yeah. even made the show notes. Yeah, oh, wow. we don't get that very often. It's kind of cool. No, usually only once do we right. get three, two, one. Right, unless we get to like four thousand three hundred and twenty-one or three thousand two hundred and ten. That would be <laughs> awesome. Ten years. Four, three, two, one. Let's let's make that our target. And what? That's it's that's twenty one. That's twenty years of recording. Hopefully, we'll get some more patron supporters by then, so that we can afford to keep doing this. I I, I just okay so. We started recording like a week before my youngest daughter was born. That's one of the ways I can tell how long we've been recording is because I just think how old she is. If we go 20 years, she's going to be like the most disgusted daughter ever. My dad has been doing this show for as long as I've been born. Like she'll be in college. Yeah. And people will go up to her and say, oh, Zook is your dad. Zoner will be dead. Probably, probably, but the cool thing is I will have gone out in a fiery explosion that took lots of bad guys or something with me. I don't know. It'll Mm. be epic. However, I go down and I just want it to go on record right now. Please avenge me. <laughs> hey, um, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, Radio KSCR with Joe, who did laugh at my joke and even knew exactly what I was referring to, and Geek Factor Radio. Yes. And our Patreon producer. Yes. Zane. Zane. And if, if you want, if you want to get your name in the credits, head over to patreon.com slash stolen droids. And for as little as a dollar per month, you can help support some starving podcasters in Africa or in Utah, whichever. Um, same thing. We got the really, you know, really fat stomachs. Our eyes aren't quite as big as the little Ethiopian kids. And I think Zook is the only one that have, has flies crawling on his face. But still, for as little as a dollar That's a month, my skin tone, jerk. <laughs> Why does it move and buzz? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe this next week or two, we'll launch some cool new things for patrons. Indeed, yes, and indeed. we did. We did have the um, the quasi inter- episode, the quasi interview. Yeah, the interview with Arlen Schumer, and the only way that you can hear that whole thing, I'll be releasing uh, an edited version of it this week. But the only place you can hear the entire thing is if you are a Patreon supporter. Mm-hmm. That means uh, you can donate even a dollar. No, I think to, I think to hear the episode right? is five. Five bucks a month for early access. Makes me sound terrible. Thanks. But still, Thanks, a dollar a, a month. heads up would have been nice. Uh, dude, you were looking <laughs> at the site, man. I know, right? But for as little $5. as a dollar a month. That's the price of a cup of coffee. Like a quarter cup of coffee at Starbucks. Not the box of coffee. Not the box of coffee. Although that freaked me out when I realized you could buy boxed coffee. What a world we live in. 
Indeed. Um, well, hey, so nothing new has really happened uh, in terms of feedback since last week, but we did hear from a couple of you that you'd like challenge coins, and I think that's one of the things that Colin was talking about for our Patreon subscribers. We're, we're going to start working on that. We'll let you know kind of where that's at. Um, Zane did bring up in his feedback that he feels kind of guilty being the only Patreon subscriber, which means he gets the he's the only one who gets the episode early. And everyone else gets it like Tuesday at earliest. Yeah. And he says he feels kind of guilty about that. Zane, don't feel guilty. He is he is awesome, and that is why he gets it early. He's part of an elite cadre. Oh. Currently, that cadre is one person, so an elite Uno. I don't know what a singular Cod- cadre is. Cadre? Cod? He's a fish. He is a fish. An elite fish. He is one fish. An elite guppy fish? Let's see this week if we can get two fish. Maybe a red fish and a blue fish. One fish, two fish, three fish, four. I think you're being racist. We don't care if you're a red fish or a blue fish. We just want you. Um, okay, so into our headlines. Zoner, what do you use as a password manager? <laughs> <laughs> I use KeyPass. Because I store the file locally or on one of my devices or something. I do not. I, I, I've looked into services like LastPass and Dashlane. I've tried them. Um, I've since changed all my passwords because I don't trust them. My, my thinking is if somebody gets access to the password manager database, they get access to everything as users for one login just learned. Yeah. One login, uh, which is the name of the company. One login, no spaces is a password manager and single sign on service. The idea is that you sign on into their service. And from there you can immediately log into every other service you have an account with. It's really similar to key pass um, or last pass or yeah, that's another one. Uh, there was another one that I can't... Metro was one. And, and there's pass. a Yeah, there's a whole an industry around it. And unfortunately, as we found, usually that industry is under attack. And yeah, hackers have gained access to one login. And it's worse than originally reported. Originally, it was just that, oh yeah, some of your passwords may be compromised. Um, you know, we're working to fix it. Oh, how about we update this and say... They now have the ability to unencrypt, to decrypt everything. So even if you've encrypted your keys or your files, they have access to that. Sorry. That doesn't sound bad. It's terrible. It's terrible. Now, I I think it's interesting here that somebody on Twitter said, am I the only one to find it disturbing when login had a decryption method for customer data accessible enough to be grabbed via a breach? That is an excellent point. And what the crap is when login thinking having their decryption keys somewhere that it could be accessible if you get access to their system? There's one way I, uh, I use LastPass and I've meant to write up a tutorial many times for people on how to keep yourself basically hack proof in a modern age. And one of it is to use a password manager. 
which I know seems nonsensical now when we just talked about how they've constantly been breached. I use an extra layer of security, though, with my password manager, and that's that I use two-factor authentication. So even if they get my database of keys, they're all encrypted with an RSA token. It doesn't matter if they have my login, and it doesn't matter if they have my password. They can't get in without that RSA key. Which is nice. It is nice. It seems that one login skewed that idea and instead just encrypted some of that information. The problem being is that, yeah, like you said, somehow the ability to decrypt it, including probably the salt hash, were all accessible via the breach. Yeah, that's that's completely irresponsible. What's worse is the fact that right now one login hasn't really said how many people this is affecting, nor have they said what was encrypted and what wasn't encrypted. Not that it matters now because they can decrypt everything, but it is kind of interesting to know, so what if my information was protected and what wasn't? See, and I'm thinking, based on what they're saying, that all of it was compromised. I'm... I think they're kind of screwed, in all honesty. The users are screwed. The company is screwed. And they really let a lot of people down. That Well, were... this isn't their first time. No, it's it's not. You think that they would learn, but Last they August, don't. they had a breach. And it wasn't to their password service or their login service, but it was to their secure notes. Yes. And it makes you kind of wonder, um, is that what the hackers were after when they accessed that, their secure notes? Were they able to figure out the decryption method from that to then launch the attack this week? Probably. Probably. And I think it's interesting that, that when that happened last August by a quote unauthorized user, uh, one login came out and said, yeah, no, no customer data was compromised. Everything's fine. They were breached though. And right. that right there says, no, everything is not fine. That's like a, a bank getting robbed at gunpoint and coming back and saying, don't worry. Everything's fine. Everything worked as intended. Yeah. No, you were robbed at gunpoint. How was I? I realized I wasn't there and I didn't get shot. But you can't tell me your security's working as intended. Yeah, true. Um, we just you put these show notes together and they look lovely. But is this the order we want to go in? I don't know. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of just all over the place. I, can someone please explain to me the allure of Snapchat? <laughs> uh, let's see here. It was originally developed so that people could send nudes for only 10 seconds and they could never be accessed again. Which turned out to not which be Which turned case. out fake. <laughs> yeah. Because those which, dick pics on the internet, they are forever. Let's see here. Take screenshots. Uh, they were still storing them on their database. Yeah, they were in their database. In some cases, they were on the client. Um I, I've always hated the idea of Snapchat. I've hated it because on one hand, let's say that me and a lady friend are in a mutually, um, agreed upon relationship and we send each other a picture that way. Well, no, you wouldn't because if you're in an actual relationship where this was a mutually agreed upon thing, you wouldn't be worried about them being seen. 
Well, I don't know <laughs> that's, if that's... That's the thing. I think you're thinking in, don't take this wrong, but old age mentality. This is 2017. I mean, people have these one-way fling relationships all the time to where... You know, people are a lot more loose than they used to be. Well, well, and, and so that, they're that's okay my with just allowing it for a split second versus having it on a permanent form of record. Permanent, 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 whatever. Um, <laughs> show title. I'm not here for my English. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was awesome! And when you tried to correct it, you corrected it wrong. I love it. Welcome. Um, so the thing is though, is that, and and I get that it's kind of just like flashing someone real fast, but in my mind, it also opened it up for abuse. What if me and the lady friend weren't in a mutually agreed upon relationship? And I flash her a picture of my junk through Snapchat, knowing that in 10 seconds it's gone. It's like, Hey, I just did that. That's not a problem. Except it of course still is. I mean, that's, what people find on Tinder all the time they use because a lot of times when you use these dating apps, you'll also send people like your Snapchat invites so you can have little quick conversations with them. Uh, I know a lot of the social media tyrants like the Kardashians will use it heavily for the fandoms. It's just, it's never made sense to me. And then to have everyone flooding to it, on a non-sexual basis, and then every company trying to copy it. And the whole reason we've even gotten onto this subject is because now Skype is trying to do it. Well, Facebook did it recently with their Messenger app. That doesn't mean anything. Facebook copies everyone. And Instagram (laughs) has done it. And they're actually pulling more users now than, than Snapchat. And well, let me let me say this on Facebook side. Facebook's trash. It doesn't know how to use it. Facebook's just trash. They, yeah. Full stop. Facebook is trash. Period. You don't need to validate that anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, didn't they have didn't they have a deal with um, Snapchat and Facebook have a deal together? Who I, knows? Who I don't cares? Know. I Can you feel it. the apathy I have about Snapchat? <laughs> well, Snapchat, you know, whenever we talk about Snapchat, it's generally because they're doing something stupid like creating racist filters or creating a filter that ca- causes people to die at 150 miles an hour in a car crash. Um, but it seems like everybody wants to be Snapchat. And, you know, Skype used to be really, really good. And now Skype is really, really full of bloat. And it just pisses me off. I remember a couple of years ago when they said, oh, let's connect to your Facebook friends. Let's connect to, you know, these people. And I don't want social media in my communications device, in my communications app. And it's, I think you're right and wrong at the same time. And it's not your fault. It's simply Skype is both. You're right. Skype has grown incredibly bloated trying to have all these features. Like some of these features are trying to bring out now to compete with Snapchat are ridiculous. A day in review. So I just want I can, to make a damn phone call. So I can do little clips throughout the day of how my day is going. And then I can send it to someone what my day in review was like. How vain are you? 
But then on the flip side of that, since Skype is owned by Microsoft, you have Skype technology being built into Windows 10 and Xbox Live. And yeah, in that way, it's very no-nonsense. It just freaking works, to borrow a, a phrase from Apple. Uh, little known fact, Apple used to have the freaking in there before before it came to light that Steve Jobs had a major swearing problem. Um, you know, it's... So you're right and you're wrong. It is bloated, but there's another side to it where it's just become this really indispensable part of modern technology. Why can't it just be happy with just that? True. I. Why do I... Why are we... Why are we altering our technology to cater to the 14-year-olds instead of teaching the 14-year-olds how to use technology? I don't need an animated sticker. Well, I don't need a freaking anime face or horrible yellow buck teeth or black face. Or a dog tongue. Or a dog tongue. Although that lets you know who the slutty chicks are, apparently. Um, what? <laughs> I think I saw something somewhere about that. Oh I don't know. Gosh. But the thing is, a lot of <laughs> a lot of what people, are you reading? I I don't know the internet. <laughs> Spend too much time on Tumblr. I've never even been on Tumblr. Honestly, I just I. He's more of a grinder guy haven't because. You're old, and most I, people that are your age don't spend time on Tumblr. Yeah, I am old. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people <laughs> use Skype for business as well. And I use Skype for business. I use, I use it. I've used it I've for used years it. for work. In fact, for for years and years, my primary work phone number was a Skype phone number. Well, heck, for the first few years we recorded this show, we used Skype. Yeah. And... Now it's, I look at it and I'm like, I don't even want it on my computer with all this bloat that they're sticking in. It's just unnecessary to me. And I know I sound old, but I don't care. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) The real thing that I'm kind of interested to know is, is Snapchat even worth anything? Or is it like Twitter, the service everyone uses, everyone loves, no one can stop talking about it, but is actually worthless. And I mean that from a financial sense, not like moral sense. Uh, it's apparently worth yeah, more than Delta, you're... Target, and CV and CBS. You are joking me. CNN Money, uh, March third, twenty seventeen. Well, companies these days even use Snapchat for advertising. I yep. mean, IGN has has a section on there even where you can click on it and you can scroll through all the latest news for the day. So it's starting to become kind of a video version of Twitter. I hate the world. <laughs> so it looks like, and this is from March, I, uh, but it was it was worth about $40 billion, although they have yet to turn a profit. Thank you. Thank so. you. That's what I was going for. Yes. People, the reason, if you're wondering what is, what's got me so bent out of shape, imagine that everyone is pulling their news from Hot or Not, or from Bang Bros, or from, uh, or from Tinder. Oh, did you read that latest expose on the president's EPA stance on Tinder? No, cause it's freaking Tinder. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I swiped left. <laughs> is that the, is that the way, Colin, that you don't like it? You go left? 
Yeah. Everything you own in a swipe to the left. Oh, gosh. You don't know about me. You don't know about me. This is why we got Colin on the show, because he's like, he's he's off the market, ladies, so sorry. And yet he's still up to date on all the digital ways to hook up. But he has not been off the market for long, so he's still aware of this stuff. I'm still fresh, you know? I'm I'm 100, as the peeps say these days. See, I don't even know what the crap that means. <laughs> it means you're keeping it real. He's got his dating game on fleek. <laughs> I didn't have dating game to begin with. I don't even know how I got married. <laughs> Chloroform helps. <laughs> okay. I um, sound like a rapist. Thank you. <laughs> well, while, no, we're, while we're talking If the mustache <laughs> fits, dude. Hey, you leave the stash alone. It's done nothing to you. Except creep him out. It's done nothing on the right side there, either. (laughs) (laughs) No, he likes to curl. It's weird. He needs a nice trim. Out of context quotes. While we're talking about (laughs) Snapchat and their valuation and not turning a profit, uh, we have an Uber headline, so let's jump to that. Uh, I'm just going to slam my head in my desk repeatedly while you cover this. It's down towards the bottom. But there's, there's actually two things. One of them is is about the the um Google self-driving car thing. But the other is they actually came out with financials this week. They lost almost 800 million dollars in the last 9 months. That's including shortchanging their drivers. Yeah, and all the screwing over of everyone that they've been doing and they still lost 800 million dollars. So here's the thing that I find unbelievably interesting. Engineer leaves Google. Engineer founds Auto. Auto is purchased by Uber. Google, and I'm going to use Google even though it's Waymo, just because everyone knows Google. Uh, just know that when I say Google in this, I'm also saying Waymo, okay? Google says that engineer stole our trade secrets and used them in Auto. And we think Uber knew this when they bought Auto and takes them to court. Uber says, we have nothing to do with it. It's completely different technology. Nothing to do with it. Google says, okay, then, Mr. Engineer, prove it. Prove that you didn't have anything to do with this, that you didn't steal any of it, that there's absolutely no reason why this technology looks the exact same as ours. He says, I'm not going to say anything. I'm pleading the fifth. Which you might as well just be saying, okay, I'm totally guilty. I don't want to say anything. Uber says, no, dude, seriously, tell them what you told us, that this was all just one big misunderstanding. Nope, I'm pleading the fifth. I'm not going to say anything. Uber says, okay, dude, you're fired. The entire engineer who started this whole rigmarole has just been fired by Uber for not cooperating in this lawsuit. Now, that leads me to the question, is this going to now go away? No. Or, or is, is Google and Waymo going to continue pursuing this? They are probably going to pursue Uber into the ground. This guy's career is over. It is. I, this guy's I'm sure. career is absolutely over. Some he is start, radioactive. Some startup's going to pick up this guy. No one probably. wants to be near this guy. 
This guy has the biggest bullseye on his back in Silicon Valley right now. You pick him up, you are inviting Google to see you almost on principle. Because <laughs> as far as everyone is concerned, the only thing he had to offer was something that wasn't his. He had trade secrets. Right. That's the only reason anyone would want him. And you're inviting the wrath of Mountain View. Uber is hemorrhaging money and positive PR. They're in the worst possible spot they've ever been in, in their short life. There's no way they can get out from under this unless they separate from this dude. And separate fast. And I and even, agree. And even then, if Google can prove that Uber knew that the trade secrets were theirs when they, when they bought auto, they can still implicate them. Uber's only, only, um, saving grace here. If this is the case, I'm kind of, my mouth is getting ahead of my brain. Their only way out is if they can prove that no, they didn't know that's what this dude had with auto. If they can say they were completely innocent in it, it was all this guy. If they can blow, just throw him under the bus then they will make out of it out of this without going under. And see, I think they're going to throw him under the bus anyways, which is I think that the firing is the first step. You think they're going to settle? Um I don't know. I don't know, but it, I know that if they lose, it's I think it's lights out if they end up losing. You know what will be the the next real telling sign is if Uber sues this guy. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. If Uber sues him for lying about this technology, lying about where he got it from, for implicating them and damage to their company and their brand in all of this, they could sue him. I, I could actually see that happening. But, but they'd if, have to be able to prove that they didn't know. Exactly. That they weren't part of it. Uh, of course, they've, that, that's what it hinges on is they've got to be able to prove that they had no knowledge of it. But I think filing a lawsuit against this guy claiming that would probably be the first step in trying to clear their own name. Oh, see, we're suing him because he brought us down. Of course we didn't know anything. We're going to see this guy like teaching online programming courses and like he's either going to go the way of John McAfee and like going to an Argentinian cost, you know, just hacienda and just like living out his days as an expat or he's going to be teaching programming in a beginning course at a state college. His time in big Silicon Valley is over. See, I think he'll probably have a have a resurrection somewhere because it just seems like that's what happens. But it won't be for a while. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right on that. I think you're probably right on that. I but yeah, know. some if, startups are desperate enough to be like, "Oh, let's get him." Yeah, and I, I, Cause, I cause can see that happening. Something, but it won't be a startup with self-driving cars, though. No, it'll be something like, "Oh, hey, what's new right now?" Um, home automation. Yeah. Some VR firm. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, I think though that. If Uber loses this, their 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 entire objective right now is stay afloat long enough to get self-driving cars on the road. 
if they get completely shut down and beat back into the Stone Age in terms of their progress on self-driving technology, they're done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of home automation, because I brought that up, Samsung, we talked about this earlier, uh, where their new router will be able to integrate with uh, as a Wi-Fi mesh. It'll be able to integrate with smart things. Yes. And you're a smart, smart things fan, so and user. I so I thought that I'd throw this in here so that, you know, you can you can gloat and Except and I don't a use a Samsung router. But you will, I'm sure. No. Oh, that's right. You're you're using Ubiquity. Yeah. And in fact I actually canceled my order for the Galaxy Book. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Because the Surface Pro was announced and it's so much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no Sorry, doubt. Samsung. <laughs> but yeah, give uh, me. This is coming out. Uh, it's available for pre-order on June fourth. So probably right now. Go pre-order it if you want. That's at Best Buy. And yeah. future firmware updates to the SmartThings Hub will enable this for all current SmartThings users. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I-, I like that they're not leaving people who've already bought into the technology out in the cold. Sometimes feels that way. The smart things division is kind of slow moving. Not real smart. No, just not real fast. Which I guess makes sense. They didn't name it fast things after all. True. So yeah, um, pack of three for three hundred and eighty bucks, which is comparable to other uh, Wi-Fi mesh systems out there. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, I really like my Eero. Hey, Ruff, how are you liking yours? That's good. That's true. We should we should hear a, a follow up. Yes. Um, we also talked about this other headline here, almost a year ago, I want to say. Yeah, it's been a while. But uh, documents are starting to come out to support it. We talked about how the FBI. I don't think it was the FBI we talked about last time. I think it was the NSA. Maybe it was the FBI. I'll have to go back and look. But. A lawsuit has been brought to uh, the U.S. Justice Department alleging that the FBI used Geek Squad to spy on people. Yeah. Okay. So, you guys ready for this? Yes. Sure. So, once upon a time, I was an employee of the Geek Squad. Were you? I was. I worked for them for two years in one of their precinct stores. And during that time, we had quite a few times where I would have to call the police to have them come in because we found some inappropriate data on their machine. Usually it was like kid pornography. Well, see, the difference there is you did everything right. You were acting as an independent person who had permission to access that computer coming across that information and alerting the authorities. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, back in the days when film developers, you know, you'd take your film into a photo lab, they develop your film. Well, the inherent um, agreement there is, is that they're going to see everything on that roll of film. Yeah. You've given the permission to do that. And if they come across anything that is illegal, they contact the police. Correct. And that's legal. That's and fine. Part of this article is incorrect though, because it wasn't all of geek squad city. It was certain individuals within their DRD uh, division, their data recovery. Well, we should go into what it, what's it, it's alleging. It's saying that certain individuals in DRD were trained, directed, and paid by the FBI to find this information. 
And if you are those three things, if you're trained by a company or an organization, told by them to do something and paid for it, that makes you their employee, which makes you either a government contractor or a government government agent, which becomes illegal search and seizure. Mm-hmm. That little constitution thing always getting in the way. But now, on, it, on one hand, isn't it as, the same thing though? They have permission to access their drive because they're doing a data recovery. No, when you, doing they data gave recoveries. Per, they gave permission to Geek Squad. They didn't give permission to potential government agents. They didn't. But look, and I, I just want to make sure I'm on the, the record here as, as saying I'm not exactly defending the child pornographers. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying why this is a slippery slope, why this is a problem, and why they're bringing it up now. I do agree that it's a problem that the FBI is automatically getting involved. And it should just be a person going and giving the FBI information or law enforcement stating, hey, this has pornography on it. Here's the name and address. Go attend to it. Right. It shouldn't necessarily be, hey, purposely go look for it. But in often, in most cases, when you're doing data recovery, you have to look at the data to make sure you're getting the correct data. Oh, no, I, I've done it. I've done that many times where I recover data for people and I have to tell them, I, look, by the way, I, I may have seen a boob in there, just FYI. Of course, it, with how quickly it was flying through my program, it could have also been a toe. I don't know. Maybe an elbow? Um, maybe an elbow. Sure. Sure. Uh, see, I think what would have been the right thing to do would have been to have Best Buy and Geek Squad train all their employees that if they find anything, call this FBI hotline that has been set up specifically for this. Yeah. Then they'd be entirely in the clear. They would be 100% in the clear because it was Geek Squad and Best Buy doing it. And they were following the law and they were being a good part of the community and a good business. And people were just doing their due diligence. As it is, by effectively deputizing these tech support dudes, they crossed the line. And well, I think that's the problem. They straight up paid them. Right. It says they may have received payment. So, I mean, at that point, they're either an employer or a contractor. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Zook. Uh, but like you, this is despicable stuff. I yeah. Mean, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm totally just fine, 100% fine that if this put any child pornographers away. Yeah. I, I think it's absolutely great. But, hey, you broke the law. Good on you for this. In there, this case only. There are laws, though, that need to be followed, and there are, are proper ways to go about that. Right, because it's a, it's as much as no one wants to admit that they're like a child pornographer, because most people aren't, it doesn't take much creativity to see how that could start to be changed and perverted and twisted slightly so that it's suddenly people who don't agree with the political message, people who are um, trying to cause problems or dissidents or academics or liberals or people who are too conservative. And if you think I'm being crazy, please remember this has happened in nearly every other country in the world. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, speaking of another country in the world, which is probably the... I'm really stretching for that segue. Ethiopia. This one I thought was interesting. I think it's kind of hilarious. 
I think it's comical, but it's terrifying as well that they have the power to shut down the internet. I don't like that. We've talked about it before. It happened in Egypt, what was it, a couple years ago. During the, uh, the Arab summer, the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring, yes. But apparently Ethiopia has national exams, kind of like the SATs or ACTs here in the States. And last year, the answers were getting out on the Internet during the exam. People were posting the information regarding the exam on the Internet. So this year they said, no, it's not going to happen. We're shutting off the Internet for the entire country. I don't like a government having that much power. Here's an idea. Store your national exam more securely. Don't shut down the internet. Here's a better idea. Have a better exam. There are, when I took the ACTs, which if you're not familiar with the ACTs, they're more kind of a West Coast thing. They're the equivalent of the SATs. It's a competency test that you're taking in high school as you prepare for college, right? And there were five copies of the ACT exam. So there was no guarantee the person sitting next to you even had the same copy of the test. True. Some of them had the same questions, but in different orders. Some of them had completely different questions. And using that, that was one way, just one method that they were able to really mess with potential cheaters. Even if someone took the, uh, this is what I got for everything. You couldn't guarantee that you and them had the same test and you didn't get to choose which test you had. No, no, you didn't. I'm just saying there are other ways, Ethiopia. Yeah. I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of that. So, but I guess, um, Algeria also blocked access to social media in June of last year. Uh, trying to curb cheating on exams as well. So, holy crap, people, get your crap together. You know, you know what they should do? They should just put up like internet blockers at the test sites, like a cellular dampener. So it cuts out all internet signal in that area. That works. Put them in like a, a giant a Faraday, Faraday cage. cage. <laughs> yeah. Put them in a Faraday cage. I think that's the way to do it right there. The testing cone of silence. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and um, afterwards, you get your cone of shame. So, okay, where should we go here? This is kind of a downer episode. Because well, now we have Silk Road. Yeah, let's go down the Silk Road. Follow the yellow Silk Road. Follow, 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 follow. Right into human trafficking and sex abuse. Okay, so the Silk Road. That was not a happy song. <laughs> uh, the Silk Road is a term given to an online. We've talked about it in years past. It's, 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 it's a dark web who's who or auction site. It's how you can get in touch with people who are selling things of a not so legal nature. Like children. Mm hmm. So this guy set it up, and then it was taken down. So he brought up a new one. And, and we we talked about when he got brought down. It, it's the Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, the guy's name is Ross Ulbricht. But he went by Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah. And, and he got arrested, like, 
big federal operation caught him. And the first time he was caught, uh, things didn't go so well. Two of the agents involved were kind of corrupt themselves. One of them tried to steal 20,000 bitcoins, which at the time were worth uh, $350,000 and are now worth $46 million, uh, and was sent to prison for six years. Uh, the other agent was sentenced to six and a half years for trying to sell the defendant information about the Fed's case. And they were arguing that that was grounds right there for the case to be overturned. And I don't know if they were looking for a retrial or just have it thrown out altogether. But it wasn't enough. They're like, no, you're a bad dude. You're staying in. I I, lo- yeah. I like that. I do like that. So, yeah, he's... um. He was convicted on seven charges, including distributing narcotics over the internet, money laundering, and con- related conspiracy claims. And he's got life in sentence now. So, now, life in prison. <laughs> His sentence now, is life in prison. <laughs> a life in sentence. It's like the worst English homework ever. Yes. You are doomed to diagram sentences for the rest of your natural days. Yeah, his, no! his sentence was life in prison. And, and they're saying that that's not fair. It's totally fair. Dude's a bad guy. He's like, he's a drug kingpin, man. I I know what digital activists would like to say that he's like Julian Assange, that albino rapist that I can't call him that. Sorry. No, charges were dropped. The the rape charges were dropped. Doesn't mean he's not one. True. Same with Kobe Bryant. Um, just look, just because he did something online and thumbed his nose at authority does not make him a digital hero. Okay? And I know that's the tendency of hacker collectives and hacktivists to say, no, 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 man, he was fighting the power. He was fighting the man, man. He's one of us. No, dude wasn't. He was a drug kingpin. He was a human trafficking kingpin. He took a cut of everything that was sold on the Silk Road, knowing full well all of it was illegal. Yeah. You don't buy little girls on Craigslist or eBay or any online classifieds, but you did it there and he lined his pockets with it. And if anyone threatened to take his organization down, the courts allege he paid to have them killed. That's the definition of a kingpin. He's he's a freaking supervillain. So... I hope I don't hear anyone trying to defend this dude, because dude got better than he deserved. He did. Sorry. He did. I I try not to get real sanctimonious, but human trafficking is, uh, it's despicable. And while we're talking about that, go check out Operation Underground Railroad. I think it's Indeed. rrescue.org is what I, I think their URL. I'm just making it up off the top of my head. So, But yeah, Operation Underground Railroad. They are actually fight actively fighting that. And where I one thing I've talked with with you guys about, um, but our listeners don't know, I, I am actively trying to get some sort of partnership with them where where we basically just advertise for them. So that was a completely like non endorsed endorsement of them. But yeah, check them out and go support their cause. They are doing a lot of good things. Indeed. Giving back to the community. 
Look at Sorry, this. that put me in a funk. Um, well, that, that's kind of a, something that'll piss you off, you know. We It does. It you really and I does. both have daughters. We have little girls. And, I mean, even boys aren't immune from it, but... But yeah, as as a father, it the whole human trafficking thing really gets me going. Yep, um, in a bad way. We should yes. clarify. Yes, in a very bad way. In a very bad way. <laughs> Much rage. Oh, only you guys would turn that into that. Much it gets rage. me going. <sighs> Let's talk about our, Plex. Our outro music needs well, to be like Oingo Boingo, little girls. <laughs> oh, jeez, no. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so no. changing things up real quick. While we're speaking of of people landing in jail, well, do we want to talk Plex, about one of the most no. beautiful things in the world? Well, let's let's talk about someone else that landed in jail. Like, guy refused to give his iPhone password to a to a judge, and he got six months in jail. Now we've talked about cases like this before. Yeah, um, and and the problem is here is not like a corrupt justice system. It's simply there's nothing to say whether or not this is self-incrimination. Yeah, there's no precedent that's been established. I think it's going to end up ultimately going to the Supreme Court and having to have the Supreme Court decide. Now, what was the reason for him not giving his pen? I mean, why did the judge need it? So, um, was this a was this another child pornography case? I don't even remember. Um, okay, so in one of them I think both of them, actually, both cases, because there's two cases at question here. One of them, um, the guy went to jail for six months to try and get him to release the passcode. And in the other one, the defendant was let off. And Even though they came from the same case, both defendants had stolen a sex tape from an Internet C-list celebrity and were trying to extort her for money or else they would release it. And the problem here is, is that in the first case, he was arrested, he was charged with it and immediately taken into court and trying to, they tried to get him to give up his passcode. And he said, well, I don't remember it. And then they sent him to jail for six months to try and get it from him. The other guy was brought to trial 10 months after the initial arrest. And he hadn't used his phone in those 10 months. And he told them, I don't remember it. And his lawyers were able to say, look, it's been 10 months. You've kept him from his phone for 10 months. He doesn't remember it. And the judge said, yeah, you're probably right. He probably doesn't actually remember it. But the thing is, is that it still brings up, even if he did remember it, it's still self-incrimination, isn't it? I remember my bank pin, my ATM pin number from when I was 16 years old. How does this fool not know his pin? Maybe that's also why you've Zonner, been hacked six ways to Sunday. Let me let me ask you this. Why did your mom never remember her password for her work laptop? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Same thing goes for PIN sometimes. She doesn't know her Wi-Fi password at home either. I have to call my brother-in-law that set it up. Dude, what's the password here? <laughs> you see? It There's happens. your answer right there. It does happen, yes. <laughs> Okay, let's, um, Plex. We love Plex. I love Plex. I'm a Plex Plat Pass member. For Are you? $5 a month. I am. Yep, hey, because, me too. Because they brought out the DVR service to Plex Pass members. And now they've brought out live TV streaming, which means you can have a Plex service anywhere and 
as long as you have a tuner card hooked into it, you can then stream that TV service anywhere you have internet access. Which, which is pretty tight. Hey, that's awesome. In fact, that- I'm launching my Plex right now, and I'm going to go ahead and update it. Now, we should note that the only channels you can get are ones that you would have over the air. So basically, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, PBS, you know, those. Um, but yeah, you just need a digital antenna and you're good to go. I mean, it, that that's all you need, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, for most people uh, who are using things like Sling TV, this is a perfect replacement for that. Yeah. It really is. costs less, and it actually offers a little more in some other areas. Okay, now let me ask you this, Zook. We've talked about services like this. Air is was it Arrow, Area, mm-hmm. Area. Uh, they got shut down by the courts. Is this different? I mean, I don't because they're providing the TV streams. And they have a DVR functionality. I, I'm thinking that there's a lot of similarities here, but I don't know all the, all the fine details of this. Mm, that's a real good question. In this case, huh, in, the difference with Aereo was that you owned your antenna, but it was at someone else's facility. Yes. And they were streaming it. In this case, you own your antenna and it's at your own home. And from there, you're streaming it. The difference, minute, it's just semantics. And, and maybe and, that's and all really, it takes. I mean, Plex is, Plex is very, very careful with what they do because it can be used in so many different ways, which could be illegal, could be perfectly fine. Um, I mean, anyone these days knows how to torrent. They can upload movies and share and have people profit off of it. Um you know, Plex is meant for your own personal stuff. That's how they sell their software. They don't sell it as, here's all this um, torrented content or theft of content. And so the way they have everything built is just you're sharing your own content. And so they pay for the subscription for their own TV, so therefore they're able to use it. And right. I believe that is just bound to their account, so they can't just say, oh, let me share my DVR to another person's. I'm not 100% on that, but I think that's how it is. All right, then. I can't wait for them to try and shut this down, too. Yeah. I can pry <laughs> it from my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> See, and and I wonder, are they going to? Will they try? I hope not. Yeah, I I hope not, too. Although I'm not a Plex Pass member, but I do use Plex. Um, What next? How about we burn real fast through Amazon, who is going to be refunding all those purchases your kids made through their apps? Yeah, what, what was that, like $70 million or something? Yeah, that's a ton of money. That is. 
I, I like how it says the headline says Amazon refunds seventy million your kids accidentally spent in apps. There's mm-hmm. no accidentally about it. People, they just they just had no concept of money. Passwords. Choose yeah. a password that your kids don't know. They're not gonna purchase it then. Use Come a fingerprint. On. It asks you, are you sure you want to buy? Yes. Verify your password. Okay. Don't say, don't remember, or don't require my password. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah. well, I guess that kids were able to charge up to uh, charge in-app purchases up to $99 without needing to enter the password. So, so that that is crazy. And what kind of in-app purchases are you making for $99? Uh, let me tell you, games like Clash Royale, Clash of Clans, yeah, I don't know, Farmville. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I've seen those, I've played those games, but dude, dropping 99 bucks on a game like that, I just, I have problems. Maybe it's because I don't have that kind of money to drop and I'm just jealous, but. Do you remember what people used to pay in Pokemon? Oh yeah. Well, they still are. They still are. That's the thing. I, I'm not one of these guys that likes to dump money into free-to-play games. Yeah. All right. Um, Microsoft is showing off. They have a whole bunch of always-on devices now. They're getting back into the ARM game. Uh, the new Surface Pro that uh, has just come out is supposedly always on it has an always on connection as well even though it's a core i7 so i think they're just kind of flaunting now yeah they're they're doing some good stuff i like it yeah um apple is releasing carpool karaoke i don't care and the supreme court um has ruled a really interesting thing that i wish we had more time to go into that it kind of makes sense to the rest of us but evidently, this made it all the way to the Supreme Court. You know those refillable ink cartridges you can get for your printer? Which, by the way, you shouldn't. But that's a technical recommendation, not a legal. It turns out a lot of the printer manufacturers tried suing those companies, saying, you're taking our cartridges, you're refilling them with ink, you're breaking our patents, and you're selling them back to people. You can't do that. Those are our cartridges. We made them. The Supreme Court has ruled that, no, they totally can because once those cartridges were purchased from you, they cease to be yours. Uh, and one of the Supreme Court justices likened it to getting your car worked on. If that was the case, if the manufacturer owned it even after purchase, people wouldn't be able to get their cars worked on by mechanics. They'd have to go back into a dealership for everything. Which some dealerships would tell you you still have to anyway. Oh, yeah. So it, this is a huge deal, actually. Yeah, that's that's kind of a blow to the to the um, printer companies because mm-hmm. those man those ink cartridges are a racket. They got something good going there. Hmm. Okay. Into our favorites. I just got some Arlo. Arlo is a Netgear product. It's security cameras, for lack of a better term. They are weatherproof. They are wireless in every sense. They are battery operated. In some cases, their batteries going up to six months. So you can just plant them kind of wherever you want or use a magnet mount and mount them to a wall. 
They have motion activation. They have sound. You can talk through them. They have infrared. I just got them. I set them up tonight before we started recording, and I'm already in love. They're not cheap, but they're they're awesome. And it's funny because Netgear used to be like the cheapo crap brand of everything. I think, Colin, I think we gave you crap one time because you were having internet problems. Like you were cutting out and everything, and it turned out to be a Netgear router, if I remember correctly. Netgear router. It was the worst uh, piece of crap I ever had in my life. And, and you know, I'm, I'm being serious here. Netgear was the joke. You know, it's like. If you can't afford a Linksys, you buy a Belkin. And if you can't afford a Belkin, you get a TrendNet. And if you can't afford a TrendNet, eh, I guess you can get a Netgear. And these things are awesome. They are truly awesome. You should check them out. If you're in the market for them, you're in for some sticker shock. Unfortunately, all of them, uh, all different brands, all cost about the same. But these ones are freaking awesome. All right. My favorite... It is a Doritos bag. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 partnered with Doritos, and you can actually plug headphones into your bag of chips, and it will play songs from the soundtrack of the movie. And it comes with this like little rechargeable MP3 player inside the bag that allows you to listen to it. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. Now, I got to say... Guardians of the Galaxy had a much better soundtrack than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Just I my opinion. I, I think the first movie had a much better soundtrack. So uh, The second one still had a pretty awesome one. It, it was good. It was good. Now, my favorite this week is a new app from Samsung. It, it's specifically, I think, designed for the Galaxy S7 phones, uh, the S7 and the S7 Edge. But I believe that it also has has functionality that works with the S8. So you'll have to try it out and let me know, Zook. But it's called Sound Assistant. And it does a lot of, like, things that you would think it should just do. Um, it allows you to control the media volume instead of the ringtone when you press the volume keys. Uh, you can change application or individual application volumes um so you can like control music and video and your games differently it's got a a floating equalizer it's got personalized sound settings but the thing that i really like about it is it replaced another app that i had called shush which when i silenced my phone it would ask how long do you want it to stay silent for and it would turn on at that time Shush stopped working for some reason with the latest update I got on my phone. But uh, Sound Assistant actually has sound schedules. And so every day I'm at work from 7 until 4. And so every day I, it automatically goes into vibrate mode from that time. And I know that there's apps that will do that for you. I know that you can configure that. But it's really kind of nice the way that, that Samsung has put out this app and combined that with some of the additional functionality that they have it's it's pretty cool so if you've got a galaxy phone check it out let us know your thoughts i'm actually really excited to try this just the other day um i had my maps app open and i was listening to pandora and in order to listen to pandora at a decent volume i had to turn my phone up and then all of a sudden the maps uh, assistant kicked in and scared the hell out of us oh yeah 
Oh yeah, that sucks I, I, too. She she might as well have been screaming at us in German because it was <laughs> terrifying how loud she was. It's pretty tight that it has an equalizer built inside of it too. Yeah, so I'll definitely try that out. I just I've just clicked install now. All right, that is our episode this week. Um, thanks for listening and thanks for uh, sticking with us. Give us a call eight zero one nine one seven geek. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, feedback at stolendroids.com. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Head on over to patreon.com slash stolendroids. Learn how you can be part of the inside crew, the day early crew, the cool crew. Uh, and until next time, cheers. Peace, dog. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.